This is the ZMAR Podcast. Elite Benefits of America helps small and mid-sized companies with their health insurance programs. And now, your host, Butch ZMAR. So welcome back to the ZMAR Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about outlets that small businesses classified as 49 employees and under on how they could obtain to get group health insurance and what are the pros and cons at each level. This is an interesting topic because traditionally you always go through a broker or insurance agent to get most insurance products. Uh, You get a lot more advice. There's very little cost in most cases for that advice. But as time goes on, especially with everything that's going on, we have competition that keeps coming in the marketplace that essentially is trying to take a slice of the pie from the broker community. So I want to walk through the outlets you have and what are the pros and cons of each one. I will try to be unbiased as much as possible due to my industry, but at least we can get out some pretty cool information that might be uh, might help you either start off and get that group health insurance plan or figure out what's the next level to go to. So the first and foremost, many, many, many years ago, you were able to, for group health insurance, always go direct to the company. Today, it's a little bit different, but you could still go direct to an insurance company and say, hey, I would like to have a group health insurance plan through ABC Insurance Company, and they'll walk you through everything. It's a call center. They'll forward you all the documents. You do the enrollment. They'll guide you through the whole process, but that's where it ends. Sure, they'll do some employee ads and subtract and some other administrative needs related to the insurance company on your behalf because of the direct relationship. So the pros is there's no middle person, but the uh, makes it easier for some people to just go direct and take care of the business. But the cons is the premiums are going to be exactly the same. There's zero difference. You're not saving any money by going direct. There's a misconception that there's a override or an additional fee if you use some other outlet, such as um, going through an insurance broker. That is completely not the case in this situation, or most uh, 49 employees and under 50 and above, the game changes a little bit and even some small groups. And I'll walk you through that. But now there's no premium differences. And one downside to going direct is there's really very little assistance with very small stuff. The insurance company may be able to provide you information based on insurance, their specific products, But when it comes to maybe updates that are going on in the HR world or updates that are going on with current regulations around health insurance, such as the Affordable Care Act, or how should you distribute certain information to your employees or what, uh, even just asking a question, what are other businesses are doing? And that's a good feedback for some small business owners because maybe they're not in the direct space of asking questions to their neighbor saying how you handle certain situations because a lot of times some of the administrative side is private and so it's not very uh, shared too much and so by asking a middle party it makes it easier but the insurance company by going direct is not going to provide that and so the next source would be the broker the brokers traditionally where most small businesses get their health insurance plans today obviously the pros are you get basically an extra arm to your hr department for servicing add and subtract employees maybe some cobra compliance administration or illinois continuation in the state of illinois they call it mini cobra Maybe there's some compliance issues that are at play and you could at least get some 
consulting on it as well as maybe some uh, documentation. Maybe it's documentation to either save you time or money for the resources that are available. A lot of the broker community already either prepays or already has resources at their fingertips that you may not have direct access to. And it's a lot easier to send an email or give a call, get that information so you can at least get it out to your employees or make sure that you're a compliant from a Department of Labor aspect or, or even other government bodies that have checkpoints. The other pros is competition, right? So competition with other insurance companies. By going direct, they are not going to shop their competition. They're going to leave you alone. They're, there's nothing they're going to do or there's very little they're going to do. Whereas the broker community at this point in time, most of them are paid by the insurance companies. It's already built in the premiums. It's uh, one reason why it's more advantageous to go with a broker because the premiums are the same direct or or not, and they're all filed in the state the same way. But we get the shop competition. We are able to see other resources coming in the marketplace that other people may not be. Some brokers are a little bit more savvy and are able to find different outlets that have reputations that are good in the marketplace and be able to present that to you where maybe some other brokers are not. But it gives you the flexibility of figuring out who's going to be ahead of the trend and who's not. Because you will have some brokers that are stagnant, will only work with the big boxes uh, or maybe a certain insurance companies only because it's easier for them and not necessarily you. Uh, But bringing other competition to the table not only competes on price, but not from a negotiating standpoint, but just to see what the other markets. Because if you compare ABC company with X, Y, and Z company, they're not going to lower their price specifically because you show another competitor in front of you. Maybe in the past they have done that and 50 employees and above, there there could be some play with that, but don't put your all your eggs in one basket with that. That's not necessarily what actually occurs or you're going to come out ahead big time on that. What you're going to do is it's all about strategy and plan designs. And so certain companies have sweet spots and you need to find out from other insurance companies where those sweet spots are. Your company may not be in a sweet spot, and that could be a disadvantage until you see some growth or some changes inside the demographics of the company, but you're not going to know what that looks like without actually seeing competitor quotes, and usually insurance brokers are the ones that bring to bring you to the table. A pro in most cases is that the commissions are built in to the premiums, but you're seeing more and more now that insurance brokers are moving as consultants and there may be some fees that are paid outside of the commissions, but most of the time it's going to be outlined in an agreement that both parties agree. But for the most part, it's already built in and occasionally there might be additional services that might be, but that's an advantage because then you could offer or ask them for additional services and it's all in one place versus having to try to go out and shop uh, other items. The cons though, is they are salespeople. And so there are, like every other industry out there, is salespeople do give bad reputations in the marketplace. And it's unfortunate because it doesn't represent the community as a whole. So you may find some people that don't wanna switch your insurance because there's retention bonuses that are, are there that they don't wanna t- tell you about um, because they're making more money in the long run. It's also legwork, right? They don't wanna move companies, they don't wanna go through an open enrollment, and fill out new avocations with the employees because that's a, a whole lot of work and they're not gonna make, they're gonna make less money that way. So they are salespeople and there's pros and cons to that. There's people that are hungry and they're gonna be able to offer you more because they're hungry. But unfortunately, there are some reputations out there. But So you just have to get a feel for the insurance agent, see how they 
react in the conversation to see where things are going to go. I'm not saying salespeople are bad. I'm just saying that in some situations, you'll find out that it's more commission-driven versus value and opportunity-driven. If you own a business, Elite Benefits of America wants to remind you that health insurance open enrollments are either happening now or coming very quickly. And this is the time to review and implement a health care plan to make or keep you as the employer of choice. Deadlines for open enrollment range between November 1st and January 1st. Get ahead of the curve. The Small Business Special Enrollment Period, part of the Affordable Care Act, now allows employers with 49 employees and under to offer health benefits without contributing a dime to the employee plan. Help your employees save money on taxes with health insurance they're already paying for with their hard-earned dollars. Butch Zemar from Elite Benefits of America wants you to reach out to him today. Visit EliteBenefits.net or call 708-535-3006. So another source of outlet uh, or outlet that employers or business owners could go through to get a group-sponsored health insurance plan is through a payroll company. Payroll companies traditionally provided services for payroll for ease of administering checks initially, but now everybody's on direct deposit. And so it made things smoother and employees get their money faster and they provide accountability and dashboards for the employer so that they could actually have something to go by instead of waiting 90 days later to figure out if something's wrong or not. They can catch it in real time. They've branched off to increase revenue for the company. And there's a couple different ways they've done that. And one is they, some of them has started moving into HR services. HR services is like a telephone conversation with a call center. And it does work for a lot of small business owners for a lot of basic needs. And there's value in that. There's services that even we provide that you're able to call in and get some advice to, uh, through other HR professionals that at least know a little bit more than you do, but they have experience and they're dealing with clients on a regular basis. And so the volume is there to give it proper advice for your situation. But what they've also done is gone into the benefits world and health insurance. And so they'll go into employers and they use phrases like streamline the process and um, provide and allow us to be your benefits broker at the same time as your payroll and HR. And everybody's like, oh, streamline, that makes it easy, right? I just put it all in one platform and I don't have to worry about a thing. Maybe they just took one thing off your desk. That's it, just one. Because now they're for administrating of the plan, you have to call into a call center and it could be random people that you talk to. It could also be that you send an email. You may have an account rep. That account rep could change daily, weekly, quarterly, monthly, or whatever, yearly. And you it could, you don't have a long-term relationship with that person. The other thing is they're not motivated to make any changes because they're just the customer service center. That's it. And so you ask them about the competition, they're not going to know. Um, if you ask them to shop the competition, they're not going to know. If you have unique situations that arrive, they're not going to know. And so it, it, it took one thing off your desk that may be an immediate need today, but tomorrow if you're trying to build strategies to grow this company that you have, good luck because it's not going to work with them. A lot of the payroll companies have increased revenue dramatically and all they do is steal the benefits from the broker that they've already put in place. 
And sure, there's some value that could be warranted there. But the issue that comes in is, again, they're not doing anything for you. And so they're just trying to take over an account to increase revenue. And then uh, when you actually need service, that's when you start looking elsewhere. But the good news is brokers have solutions to that too. But it is a, uh, a concern because it makes it sound so easy and rewarding and uh, cost effective to make that switch. But wait till you get the invoice for it, and then they start hiding it. And then you try to get more customer service and it becomes an issue. There's no competition there for you to compete on prices or other insurance companies, provider networks or to figure out what's gonna be the best value to provide to your employees. That advice is not given with the payroll company or some other outsourced HR company. They need to be separate, they cannot should not be combined, unless you're using a consultant that is the quarterback of these benefit products, and then you, that way it gives you the flexibility of shopping and competing in the marketplace versus being a stale uh, dinosaur, so to speak, and staying with the same product based on some internal loyalty or emotion. One step up from the payroll and HR is a what they call a PEO or employer professional employer organization. It does combine a whole bunch of stuff in one, your workers comp, payroll, HR services, and your benefits all in one in most cases. Sometimes you could carve out both of the workers comp and the benefits, but not always. There's pros and cons to this. If you're in hyper growth and you're really trying to move up to a marketplace and you're, you're finally making that traction and you need to take all HR, all payroll, all benefits off and out of sight, out of mind for a little while, it's a good spot to be because they take care of everything, but they charge for it too. You have less choices, but they're able to provide a service for you so you could focus on what's making revenue and, and growing and employing good talent inside the company and you're able to compete. You don't have to worry about shopping software. You don't have to worry about certain things. But if you're not in a hyper growth or multi-state opportunity and, and having a good handful of employees, it may not be a good fit. PEOs are not always a good fit, but they, there is a, it is a tool to solve a problem but you will have limited choices. You won't be able to shop health insurance or other benefits, and you will not be able to shop payroll, workers' comp, or anything related to that. It all comes as a package. There's not a whole lot you need to do. You sign off on a contract and pay, the, pay your money. There's hammer clauses that are built in that they operate on. Even if you were nimble and flexible on certain things or you try requesting certain documentation to take advantage of certain things in the marketplace or through the IRS for as far as tax credits go, you may not have access to that. But it, it's a tool to, to help elevate your game to a much higher level when it comes to HR and payroll and benefits administration. I'm going to leave you with some tips after going through some of the pros and cons and the outlets that small businesses, which is, represents 50 employees or under, uh, or mainly 49 and under with the Affordable Care Act rules. One is you should remain flexible. And so there's a lot of things, a lot of moving parts. Just because you move it over to one company, uh, such as a payroll provider or a PEO, doesn't solve the whole problem. So just be flexible, let the, the balls juggle a little bit, but it'll give you a lot more competitive edge if you're able to work with somebody to put all the pieces together, which uh, leads into keep the competition fresh. And so you don't want to do all the legwork. You don't want to go through the learning curve that we all had to go through. 
but you want to be able to keep competitive. So keep it, keep it up to speed, shop early enough in the year so you're not scrambling before the open enrollment, and then make sure you're still in a good spot. There's a good chance you're probably not going to move, but you want to make sure that you, you're engaged in that market. Engage your people, your, your contacts, HR professionals, brokers, payroll companies. Get them to the table at the same time and see how you can put the pieces together and make it work. Be open-minded during this. There's new ideas that maybe you've never heard of. So what, you've been in business for 30 years dealing with the same guy, and I appreciate all the loyalty, but there's new stuff out there that could put you ahead of the game and save you money and compete for better employees. On the same note, interview those people, especially because I come from the broker community, interview them as if you're adding them to your um, board of directors. Essentially, you are anyways. You want to make sure that the, a lot of synergy is there and your goals are aligned versus dealing with somebody because you've been working with them for so many years. Make sure that they're uh, engaged with you throughout the year as well. That's it on today's podcast. I look forward to talking to you guys again soon.